Gemara. So we'll start the Mevav Menalif. We'll pick up from the Hanukkah Gemara. Um, it's uh, six thin lines up. First line is the Chaynim of Yitzchak, and then it says Va'af Rav Savar. Okay, so it says the Gemara Va'af Rav Savar. Kol Shiva Mitzvula. We have a discussion of how many days do you make the bracha on Lulav, how many days do you make the bracha on Sukkah. So the Gemara says, even Rav holds that you make a bracha all seven days um, on the Lulav. The Amar B'chiyah Barashi, Amar Rav, Hamadlik Nir Shal Chanukah, Tzarek Levarach. One who makes a, um, one who lights the menorah on Chanukah has to make a bracha every day. Rebimi Amar Haroya Nir Shal Chanukah, someone who sees a light of Chanukah, Tzarek Levarach, you have to make a bracha if you're not lighting yourself. On the first night, the one who's lighting the menorah himself makes three brachas. The one who only sees the menorah makes two brachas. From the first day on, the one who's lighting the menorah makes two brachas. The one who sees the menorah says only one bracha. What bracha are they making? And I asked the Gemara, it's a funny bracha. How do you say the word v'tzivanu? V'heichu Where were we commanded to light the menorah by Hashem? The answer to the Gemara, milosasa. The Pasuk Losasa tells us that we cannot deviate from that which Chazal tell us, and therefore it is a chiv deraisa. Or at least we can say the words v'tzivanu. Rav Nachman bar Yitzhak amar sha'alavichal yagedcha, that is the source for it. It's given the parentheses. Rav Nachman bar Yitzhak, ma'asilavahad. Rav Nachman bar Yitzhak says explicitly that we don't have to borrow from Chanukah to tell us that you make a bracha on Lulav all seven days. Rav Nachman bar Yitzhak says it explicitly. Amar Rav, kol shiva, mitzvah, lulav, all seven days, mitzvah, lulav, which means all seven days you make a bracha on the lulav. Tanar Rav, our Rav is teaching Someone who makes a sukkah for himself, Oimer Baruch Shechiano, just on the making of it, even before Sukkot itself, you make a Shechiano on it. Nichtas Leisha Yibav, you go in to actually sit in the Sukkot. Oimer Baruch Hashirkirishanu, that's when you make the actual bracha of sitting it. Leisha Yibav Sukkot. What would you make? I'm just curious. When would you make the Shechiano if you were making it? Like before, or like right when you finish? Oh, that um, I think. I think when you finish. I'm pretty sure when you finish. Yeah, when you, that's when you feel the joy of it. The joy is not the, the joy is not the beginning of the instant when you actually have it. It's when you actually have it. There's a few things like that that we actually shifted a little bit the, the halacha. Like, let's say, for example, uh, buying a new garment. Um, you know, if you would make a shechianu, which many people don't make shechianos anymore, but if you would make a shechianu, um, the shechianu is technically when you buy it from the store. That's really what it is. Or when you buy the new fruit, that's technically what it is. We shifted it that you only get the real pleasure when you actually put it on and you wear it and you, know, like you eat it. But over here also, like, shechianu is just having a nice sukkah. You know, you built it. Exciting. It's a mitzvah. So, you make the bracha ready then. Haisa asiyah ve'omedes, if you are entering the Yant of a sukkah and your sukkah is made for you completely. Im if you could do something new that you're included in the process, mivarech, you make a bracha. Im la, but if not, l'kishi kanes le'shev ba, but when you go into actually sit in it, mivarech time, you still make a shechianu. There's going to be a shechianu there. So you make a shechianu on the sukkah and you make a shechianu on the, and you make the, uh, the uh, le'shev sukkah. Amar of Ashi, Chazina Leila of Kahana. Rav Ashi commented and says, I saw of Kahana, the Ka'amar Lahu, the Kulu, Akasa, the Kedusha. I saw that Rav Kahana used to make all the brachas, which means the Shechiyanu and the Leishev, and the cup of Kiddush, which means he just saved everything until then. He did not make the Shechiyanu earlier on the uh, building part. Just a uh, word for Zeis Hanukkah, the last day of Hanukkah. So that's reminiscent of it, so I'll share with you is that. Uh, 
by the Tish lesson I mentioned that when I was learning Hilchus Chanukah this year, the very first simon in Hilchus Chanukah, Tavrish Ayin, so it says in the first sif that women of a minig not to do malacha after light the neiros, and uh, the Mishnah Brewer says, why not? They're the ones who made the miracle of Hanukkah. And it references to Sif Beis and the Ramah. It wasn't Sif Beis and the Ramah, that's the story of Yehuda. She chopped off the general's head. And because of her, we had the miracle of Hanukkah. So it kind of struck me and my chavusas uh, that I was learning with that like, they made the miracle of Hanukkah. I mean, they were, par- they were partners. They had a piece of the puzzle. But you know, the Hashem are the ones who are the ones that are the heroes who did 99% the bulk of, of the work. And they just came in at the end and did a very major heroic act, which deserves recognition. You can even say they don't do malachah because they're part of it. But to say the words, they are the ones who made the miracle, is kind of hard. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it is a lesson that um, when someone else starts something, but you get the job done and you clinch it, you get the credit for the entire thing, which is actually a chazal. Um, you know, um, the chazal say that Chal Yisrael took the Atzmos Yosef, you know, to Eretz Yisrael, when it was, it was really Moshe Rabbeinu that did it. But the Chazal say explicitly that, you know, if someone else starts something but you finish it, you get the full credit for the entire thing. So, in a way, they are the ones who did the entire miracle of Hanukkah. So, I said, like, that's a nice message for Zeiss Hanukkah, is that, you know, whatever you feel you accomplished the first seven days of Hanukkah, which should have been a lot, but even if not, you know, the, the clincher is still the most significant, and you could, so to speak, get schar of maximizing the entire Hanukkah just by doing a little bit of good work today. So either that's the word. So I was saying over here also, like you know, you know, someone else built the sukkah for you. You do one little thing at the end of it. Say shachiyano. Like you mechadesh be As long as you do something, you say shachiyano. But the meiser of kahanas minig was that you only make a bracha once you get into the sukkah. Tanarban. How you live fun of mitzvahs harbe? Someone has many mitzvahs in front of them, and they're about to do them all back to back with each other. Rashi says, "What a mitzvah harbe." It says Rashi lita lulav. Which we did say is a nice little raya that you do wear tefillin and chalamoid. I'm not sure how to get out of that one, but I'm sure the first we talk about it. But uh, meanwhile, you have a lot of mitzvahs in front of you, and what do you do now? So, Omer, Baruch Hashir, Kedishon, Mitzvah, Vitzivano, Al Mitzvah. Say a catch all bracha, as Hashem has commanded us to do mitzvahs, instead of making individual brachas for each one. You make a bracha at each one independently. In fact, is like a that every time you're doing multiple mitzvahs back to back with each other, you make a new bracha on each and every one of them. What is the reason for a Yehuda? Which I find is interesting. Like, he's the one who has to bring the reason. Like, the reason is because there's different mitzvahs. You have to bring the reason. So, why, why would the default be otherwise? I guess, you know, why? We try, not to, we try not to increase using Shem Hashem unnecessarily. So maybe it would be easier to just take one bracha and cover everything. Any other reason why we would think the default should be that you do not make multiple brachas? I don't think there's a mile to like giving cover to Hashem like multiple times. Multiple no? times. I mean, that's what we're going to end up learning. Right. But it sounds like almost like Yehuda is the one who had to bring the proof that you make multiple brachas. Probably along the lines of what I'm saying is that we try to minimize saying Shem Hashem unnecessarily. Um, more room for error from mess, messing up on the bracha. Yeah. Either way, but what is the raya for he has? He says, Blessed is Hashem day, day. You only bless Hashem during the day, not at night. So, Ella, what is this coming to teach us? Every day give to him, like his brachas to you, which means, again, he gives you multiple and limitless brachas. 
so too you should give it back to him. He, Rashi says over here, which has happened, you know, each one gets his own, so to speak, individual bracha, and each one gets his own mention when you give brachas back to him. Everything he gives you, give him back according to his, uh, his brachas. So again, that's the idea that we had, I think... Uh, Maybe Paul or someone else mentioned that's the idea of Dainu as well, that the more you single things out when you say thank you, the more um, meaningful and the more well-received that thank you is, as opposed to like a general, like, oh, thank you so much. In general, you're always so good to me. You know, try that with your wife. You know, you're just a great wife in general. What do I, what do I, what do, I do that's great? I, I don't really remember anything. But in general, you're a good wife. That doesn't really work so well. And so too with Hashem. We shouldn't do the shouldn't do that either. Papa Bo Come and see. This happens a lot throughout Shas, that uh, we have these uh, you know, interesting comparisons that Hashem doesn't work the same way flesh and blood human beings work. So the way Hashem works, right, is not the same as Midas Dam. Khan, an empty kli, is machzik. And an empty kli is room to hold. Machzik means hold. Male ain't no machzik, but if you have something that's full, it cannot hold anything. She says, So the way it works in the human world is that an empty cup can have stuff put into it. A full cup cannot. Hashem works the different way. If it's already full, that's when it can take more. But if it's empty, they can't hold anything. Fascinating, right? I love this more. Shenemar, this is what he's talking about. We say in Rashi, Im Shamoa, if you have already listened, Tishma, you will be able to hear more. So we see those who are full can be filled more. Vim Lav, but if you have not listened already, Lo Tishma, you're not going to be able to listen. Davar Acher, Im Shamoa B'Yashan, Tishma B'Chadash, if you listen to the old, you'll be able to listen to the new. Im Yifne Levavcha, but if your heart veers away, Shuvlo Tishma, you will no longer be able to listen. This applies to a lot of things also. Hashem's, you know, Tain Lechacham Vayech Kamod, as they say. Um, you know, those who are wise can absorb more wisdom. Those who have no wisdom, then they have a hard time absorbing anything. So that's the idea we're talking about here is that Malay is Machzik and uh, Reikon is Eno Machzik. So keep that in mind. And again, you've always asked the question of how to get started then. Is that yeah. still talking about people, though? People. Yeah, I'm never wrong with this. Why? I don't know. Well, I mean, because when we're referring to comparison between Hashem and people, and now we're back to people, though. What, what I'm saying, this is the, this, well, this is, this is the, it's referring to what Hashem gives. So, I mean, we, we're the vessel. Human beings in the human world, the way we function with our cups and our bowls and our spoons okay. or whatever it is that we're filling, we only are able to fill things that are empty. We can't fill things that are, that are full. It's supposed to Hashem when He's filling things, which is us. We're the vessel. Then, if we are full, meaning we already have wisdom, we already have heard, then we will hear more and we'll become wiser. But if we're empty, then, so to speak, uh, it's going to slip right out. So again, I mean, the, it's pretty clear. It's not saying you can't get anything, and you'll get something, and you'll build up from there. But the point being is the 
more one is a listener, they'll be able to listen more. When more one is listening to the past, they'll listen to the future. The more one has had wisdom in the past, they'll get more wisdom in the future. That's just generally the way it is. The Kosh Baruch Hu system works a little bit differently. Okay. Okay. Miyad Tinokos. So at the end of the Mishnah, we said, you have to go through the entire process of Sukkot. Uh, the Mishnah said as follows. Let's go back and read those words of the Mishnah because it was fascinating. Miyad Tinokos Shomtimis Lulaveim. They right, take their lulavim, v'ochlein esorgeim, they eat their esorgeim. So we're going to have to deal with a very simple question of it's still muksa. So um, until Sukkot is over, the esorgeim is for sure muksa. How do you do that? Amar of Yochanan. Miyad Tinokos is Gmar. Amar of Yochanan. Esorgeim bishvi aser bishmini mutter. An esorg on the seventh day of the Sukkot's holiday is aser, it's muksa, it's off limits. Bishmini mutter, once the eighth day comes in, it's actually, in fact, mutter at that point. Sukkah, afila bishmini asura. But sukkah is actually muksa, the schach and the walls, etc., is aser even on the eighth day. Bereish Lakish, Bereish Lakish says, esorg afila bishvi nami mutter. It's already mutter even on the seventh day. Now, ask the Gemara, <coughs> what is this machlekes if Esther is allowed only on the eighth day or Esther is already allowed on the seventh day? Mar Savar, one holds. The mitzvasa iskatsai, that it was, the word muksa means set aside. That's why something's a muksa on Shabbos, that once it's set aside, it then becomes muksa in our vernacular. But Mar Savar, the mitzvasa iskatsai, or Mar Savar, the kulyama iskatsai. One holds that when you set it aside, you set it aside just for its mitzvah, but once the mitzvah is done, it's no longer muksa, which is therefore, that would be actually it's out of order. That would be Rish Lakish's opinion that says that on the seventh day, after you're done doing the mitzvah, it's not muksa anymore, because it's the mitzvah iskatsai. Marsav the Kliyama iskatsai, Rabbi Yochanan is the one who says that an esrog is allowed only on the eighth day, he holds it as asa the whole day. Once you've dedicated for a day of mitzvah usage, then it's muksa the entire day of that mitzvah usage. Eight days not eaten anymore, right? The mitzvah of lulav is only seven days. So again, technically, uh, sukkah is also. But uh, we do shmini atzeres. But even back then, so we're going to have to see why sukkah and lulav are different. But technically, um, lulav is only for seven days. Since you were mikatzeit for the entire seventh day, it's only mukta on the eighth day. As opposed to Rishlaki, who says, no, you're only mikatzeit for the actual act of the mitzvah. And once the act of the mitzvah is done, then you're good to go. Then you don't have to worry about it. Okay. So, Eseve Rishlakish Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan, who holds that it's mutter that same day, Challenges of Yochanan. What's the challenge? The challenge is as follows: Miyad Tinoko Shomtinis Lulavein Ba'ochlin Esrogim, which sounds like they're eating their esrog on the last day of Sukkot, which does not fit seemingly with Rabbi Yochanan, who says you have to wait the entire day to be finished, and it seems to fit with Rish Lakish, who says it's already mutter that day after you finish doing the mitzvah. So how is um, Rabbi Yochanan going to get out of this challenge? So my love is they're not talking about who had din the gedolim, meaning it says the kids did this. But Rish Lakish, when he asks this question of Yochanan, again, it's a, fair, it's a fair assumption only because is the Mishnah relating to us something that was Aser? And like, it says the kids would go ahead and bite their, their Esrogim. Are we relating something they shouldn't have done, but we're just relating they did it anyway? Or what they did was actually okay? That's the question on the table there. So the assumption that Rish Lakish has is that if we're saying the kids did it, we're saying it's Mutter, and even adults would do such a thing or could do such a thing. So my lab, are we not talking about who had done the Gedolim, the same thing would, ha- would apply by Gedolim? And therefore, we see that it's already mutter that very same day, and that's like Rish Lakish, not like not like Rabbi Yochanan. We follow this Rish Lakish, Rabbi Yochanan thing. Again, Rish Lakish holds that as soon as you finish the mitzvah on the morning of the seventh day after Shacharis, the rest of the day already the Esrog is not muksa, and Rabbi Yochanan holds that you have to wait until the end of the seventh day. That's the machlokes. 
So Rishi Lakish wants to prove that he's read Rabbi Yochanan by bringing the Mishnah that we just had that says that already on the seventh day the kids will go ahead and bite it, clearly indicating it's Amuksa. Because we're assuming if the kids did it, they'll just let it happen. Or we'll do it themselves. So it says the Gemara Lo, Tinokos Dafka. It's actually specifically talking about Tinokos. Which basically means, Rabbi Yochanan is saying back, the kids did it only, adults did not do it, and it was the wrong thing. Never, don't bring a proof to me from what the kids did on the seventh day by saying, hey, if the kids did it, it must not be muksa. I'll say back to you, Adarabba, that they did was wrong. It really is muksa until the eighth day. Ikadamri, there are those that say, Esavei, Rabbi Yochanan, the Reish Lakish. Some say that the question actually started the other way around. Miyana Tinoko Shomtinus Luvayim Ochlanis Sorgeim. So now Rabbi Yochanan is actually the one who started the conversation. He said, look, I'm right. It only says the kids did it, right? Tinokos in Gedolim Lo. Only kids did it, but not adults, which seems to indicate that, again, now Rabbi Yochanan is using it for his favor, according to this version. This is the Ikadam. His version is saying, that, look, it only says Tinokos. So it must be Tinokos did it, but adults would never do such a thing because it's Muksa the entire day. To which Rish Lakish would answer back, Hu Hadin Dafilu Gedolim. No, even Gedolim would be involved. So why did it say Tinokos? That's a fair question. If it's not just Tinokos, Orcha de Milsaktani. Orcha de Milsaktani is a concept you sh- should see throughout Shas. Orcha de Milsa is, um, okay, I can tell you the concept. I know how to wor- translate word by word. Orcha de Milsa means it's the most common case. Orcha de Milsa, how to translate it? It's the way of the words. That doesn't help me anything. <laughs> Orcha de Milsaktani means exactly what I just said to you, though. Is that if you're going to bring a case, maybe the adults will be willing to do it, but they just don't. It's not the style of adults to start having esrog parties on the last day of sukkahs and biting into it. But Lamaisa, Lamaisa, Rabbi Yochanan would say, Rabbi Lakish would say that the adults would do it as well because it's only muksa until after you finish the mitzvah. Once you finish the mitzvah, then it would be okay. Okay, so let's read it just a tiny bit more and then we'll call it a day. Amr of Papa la Abaye. Papa says to Abaye, Rabbi Yochanan, Maishna sukkah, Maishna esrog. Fair question. Mm-hmm. Why, why do we make a distinction between Esrog and Lulav that Esrog is, us, is Usr only on the seventh day, it's not on the eighth day, but Sukkah is Usr even on the eighth day? Amrlai, Sukkah de Chazi Labena Shmashois, Disramile Sudasa, Bayimesa Begava, Umechel Begava. Read those words again. Sukkah that's fit to be used, Bena Shmashas. I mean, at the end of the seventh day, Bena Shmashas. It's fit to sit in a Sukkah. The Isramile Sudasa, because if a meal comes up that you want to have, Bay Mesa Begava, and you need to, Mesa Begava, sit in it, Umechel Begava, and you have to eat in it. Iskatsa the Benashmashois, it now is Muksa during Benashmashois, Umigo Diskatsa the Benashmashois, and since it became Oster Benashmashois, Iskatsa the Kuliyom, Tashmini, because Oster the entire day. And that concept is a very simple concept is that Rabbi Yochan is one who holds that it's Asr for the entire day that it was Asr during. Well, since Bein might be the next day. Bein might be the previous day. Therefore, if you're going to have a meal, you have to sit in the sukkah and eat the meal in the sukkah in case it's still the seventh day. But at the same time, it might be the eighth day, and there's a rule that anything that's muksa during Bein is muksa the entire rest of the day. So it's a technicality over here that the Maisa, since sukkah is something you might be using during Bein its day is even the eighth day. And therefore, you can't sit in the entire eighth day. We'll chaz this again tomorrow. Just last line: Esser de lo chaz the ben hashmashos. Esser, which you'll never take during ben hashmashos, lo iskatzay the ben hashmashos is never going to be muksa during the ben hashmashos between the seventh and eighth day, and velo iskatz. And therefore, 
and therefore did not become us the entire eighth day. Okay. Shkayach, go do Tomorrow is Tuesday, and. Um,